You are now listening to NYY Sports Talk, a New York Yankees podcast. Find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. For live in-game Yankee updates, news, and fan giveaways, follow on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Now, let's talk Yankees baseball with Christian and Chris. This is episode 18 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. <laughs> I apologize. I told Chris earlier in the week that he's got a <laughs> he's got a signature ending to the show. Like I throw it to him to end the show, and I'm the one that brings us on the air. So I need a signature open. Do you know what people are gonna do when they hear that open? What this show sucks. <laughs> Boom, gone. Well, if they don't turn it off when they first hear your voice, I think we're gonna we'll be okay. But this is episode eighteen of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. This is the third episode where we're gonna feel the Bronx Bummers. Up today is the shortstops. This one was a little bit different. We're gonna be doing this one a little bit differently than the previous two, only because we've had s- such significant players at shortstop over the last twenty years, twenty plus years. We've had went from Jeter to Didi. So, we're kind of just throwing in guys who filled in significantly for both players. I yeah, me. I think we picked guys that had at least twenty games at shortstop, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you had a guy that played basically the entire time frame that we're doing, you had one guy in that position, and then the next guy took who over. never really got hurt until the last few years of his career. So so, who who is this? We got the guy. The guy is here. It's that guy, Rye. Yeah, I'm here. So we're going to do this a little more live. Christian and I really haven't... I got stats in front of me. We haven't gotten too deep into the stats, so we're going to do this live with you here. Kind of loosely based. Uh, yeah, it's that guy, Rye, here, so he's going to earn his paycheck this week. He's going to get his stats. What's his paycheck look um, like? It's the little pops I get. I gave him a mystery mini of Mike of the uh, Stranger Things, so that's how he got paid today. Great. Chris doesn't watch Stranger Things because he's too sophisticated for it. I never said that. Good show. Oh, um, I can't get into a show about like demons and stuff because like I'm smarter than everybody. He's never said that. He is. I bet you are scared. You're. I bet. I bet you the first time you see the Demogorgon, you're gonna cry. Listen. Uh. By the way, when we're done with the bummers, maybe we'll take a week in between. People really want us to do a podcast based on baseball movies. I think we should, and that was probably going to be something I brought to your attention that we should do before we decided we were going to go gung ho with the bombers or the bummers right outside of uh, right right outside of the season. Well, maybe ending. for like a holiday podcast, it could be uh, you know for the holidays, we'll do the movie one in between. We'll take a break. It's going to be a short one because Chris doesn't like baseball movies. Oh, Sam, I hate it. Field of Dreams, I hate it. No, I don't. I love Field of Dreams. A League of Their Own. My owns. number two. I hate it. 
Never saw it. Hate it. Never Rookie of the it. Year. I hate it. Liked it. Don't Rookie. consider it a baseball movie. Rookie of the Year? Yeah. When he gets the on? Yeah. How is that it's not a fake. baseball it's movie? Fake. It's That's a fictional, enjoyable fake. movie. That is not fake, dude. It's a fictional, enjoyable movie. I liked it, but I don't consider Henry, it a baseball Henry movie. Henry Gardner. Rowan Gardner. Throw that hot. <laughs> Razz a muffin! <laughs> That would be so good. All right, let's not go into it now. Oh, yeah, that's good. Major League. I heard it. Never saw it, hate it. What? I can't Never do it. Never saw a... it, hate it. <laughs> that should be a review. Saw clips, hate it. How could you hate Major League? <coughs> it's not a real movie. It's oh. all... No, it's, a mock... it's a mockery of the game. Oh, my God. Seriously, you be... when you leave here today, you're taking home Major League and you're going to watch it. Before we do the movie podcast, I will watch all the movies we're going to talk about. All right. And I'll give a real review. You can do a live tweet while you're watching it. No, he's got eight followers on Twitter, and none of them are porn stars, so. <laughs> all right, anyway, so before we get into the bummers, let's talk about a couple of other things. Aaron Judge had so- uh, shoulder surgery before Thanksgiving, so, yeah, about that whole line of there's nothing wrong with him is basically crap, huh? You think it was affecting him that much? Because the Yankees, I mean, what were they doing? The Yankees. A guy could have a sore leg, a bruised leg, and he'll be out for two weeks with the Yankees. Are they that greedy? They couldn't put him on the DL and sacrifice a couple weeks of not filling the seats? I mean, what did we, what did the Yankees really get out of him when he was banged up anyway? So Nothing. It's a bum. He was at the Michigan game yesterday. He was. I thought I saw him. He should be recovering from shoulder surgery. Looks like he wasn't even wearing a sling or anything. No, it was basically a cleanup. That's uh-huh. what they said. But still, they gave us that whole line all season long that there was nothing wrong with him. And then he's having off-season shoulder surgery. Yeah, like I said, anyone else, he's DL'd. But they were greedy with him this year, man. They started the judges' chambers and... He was filling seats. They could have DL'd him when he was, they were on the road. Whether whether they were winning or losing, he was filling the stadium. I don't like being lied to, be honest with you. As a fan, I don't <coughs> like having my intelligence insulted either. And we saw him post-game with an ice pack on his shoulder as big as Ronald Torres. And they big. swore that there was nothing wrong with him. There was nothing wrong with him. He never swore. He just said, it's not affecting me. But clearly something was. Something was bothering him. Well, it could it could have just been a precautionary surgery where they said, look, you have a little bit of built-up cartilage in there. Let's just go in there, scrape it out, so we'll start fresh. Yeah, he had basically, it's not serious. It, it was a cleanup, but it goes back to... There was nothing wrong with him, but now he's got to get his shoulder cleaned he's up. He's going to have to start running more after games and after workouts and stuff. Because as a pitcher, the day after we threw, we'd have to do pulls from one foul pull to the other for hours. And it wasn't because of just conditioning. It's because when you throw, you're breaking up cartilage in your shoulder. And if you don't run, it doesn't get cleaned out. And it could clot in there and it can give you problems so clearly judge i don't know maybe he needs to do a different workout right was his right shoulder left oh is his left shoulder yeah i don't know (laughs) well yeah but swinging swinging the bat because 
he going was, up, reaching for the ball. And they showed this on um, MLB Network. Showed this when they were doing the MVP show when he was slumping. He was getting underneath the ball, and that back shoulder, the one that was hurt, was dipping. Yeah, he was favoring it. Yeah. So, but again, there was nothing wrong with him, though. You, when I think you asked me what is Judge doing, I said every single pitch. His first move is down with that shoulder. And you said to me, why can't they tell him that? And I said, they are. It's just not that easy. He must be favoring something. All right, but now here's the question. What happened in September? <clears throat> what do you mean? How do you get hot? If his shoulder, did they? Did he just get the right shot? Did they give him a cortisone they shot? Probably, he probably got a cortisone shot, yeah. He probably masked the pain for the last couple months. You know? It's not a big deal. And you're not going to go out and announce that Aaron Judge is getting cortisone shots. Why? Everybody gets cortisone shots. Aaron Judge isn't everybody, man. He's the face of this team now. And so he can't he, have a cortisone shot? No, because it sounds stupid, but you you don't want Aaron Judge to seem vulnerable in any way. Here, I, this, is, this is interesting that you bring this up because Friday... I went to go see the Justice League again, and since it's a dead period, it was a holiday, I decided to have some fun with my, one of my polls. Thank God nobody took it too seriously this time. Superman. And he won overwhelmingly margin. I said which member of the Justice League would uh, Aaron Judge be, and overwhelmingly he won as Superman. Yeah. And Superman's a guy that shows no vulnerability. So right. it's interesting that you bring that up. He's someone in the eyes of Yankee fans. The reason why we're going to see Aaron Judge is because he's not like anyone we've ever seen on the baseball field. The second you start to announce that Aaron Judge is getting cortisone shots in his shoulder, he becomes human to us. Hey, Chris, what did you think of the Justice League? I don't know. I saw. It. I never saw it, but I hated it. Never saw it, hated yes. it. Superman and he was Superman for Halloween. For Halloween. No, wow. He was Superman for Halloween. I actually went as Clark Kent, though. Whatever. Yeah. By the end of the night... He was probably feeling it, and he ripped that shirt open, and he was Superman. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, I'm sure that's not the only thing you ripped open at the end of that night. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be edited out. That. <laughs> what, that crossed the line? No. No, those are good, those are good things. Those are what make us different. Uh, anyway, no other podcast is going to say that about Aaron Judge. You know? Did you see the girl he was with? Oh my god! Yeah, she was Lois Lane. Um. So anyway, yeah, I think he's fine. I don't think it's anything to look but too far into. No, if the Yankees came out and said during the season, Judge's shoulders a little banged up, and then he had this off season cleanup, I don't even, I don't even think two two things about it, but. There was nothing wrong with him. Again, they, they, there's nothing wrong with him. And then now he has surgery. I'm telling you why. I'm telling you why that happened. But he's not Superman. He's an actual human being that gets injured. Okay. But it didn't happen during the season, so it's not as much of an impact. Okay. But why not just say, yeah, he's a little banged up right now? Because there's nothing wrong with him. You don't well, want to show. If it was his left shoulder, right? It's his left shoulder. Yeah. So that's his front. That's the one facing, you know, if. If pitchers know his left shoulder is hurt, what's stopping them? Dude, yeah. They didn't really do it. Right I'm sure somebody saw it on the post game. It's not like he hit it when he was at his locker. He had four pounds, uh, four feet of ice on top of him. <clears throat> Look, if that shoulder wasn't bothering him, 
He's not dipping his back shoulder when he's swinging. If his shoulder's not bothering me, he probably because, hit 75 home runs this year. Because you're driving down through the ball, and your left arm as a righty hitter is a dominant part of your swing. Look, I'm not saying that we're Aaron Judge because we're not, but we all have things that bother us, and we all know as humans that have injuries how we favor things. He was clearly favoring that shoulder in that yeah, six-week period. He didn't period. want to come down on the ball. He was dropping and he was using his right shoulder for everything. I don't know. Am I making too much of this? Yes. I think so. But we'll see. I mean, if he comes out and he's... Maybe he just always puts a lot of ice on. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that the su- the surgery itself is not a big deal. It's the way the Yankees came out and said there's nothing wrong with him. And now he's having surgery. Because that's of my what point. I said, though, that's... my. You're correct in your emotions here i'm not saying you're being irrational i'm just telling you why they did it if it was brett gardner if it was aaron hicks obviously who was on the dl multiple times it's a different story this is aaron judge man aaron judge doesn't get hurt he doesn't get cortisone shots god forbid god forbid that i'm even gonna say this but should this happen in may 15th of this year aaron judge is walking across the street to go get a dirty water dog before the game, and he gets clipped by a taxi and takes his leg off, and now he's only got one leg. Are the Yankees going to say there's nothing wrong with him <laughs> then? <laughs> you know what I mean, man. Aaron, there's Aaron. You're missing a leg. Uh, it's, not, it's nothing. There's, no, there's nothing wrong. It's not with affecting me. me. <laughs> you know what I mean, man. At the end of the day, I just don't think it was that big of a deal, and that's why. They didn't make a big deal out of it. And they didn't want other teams to play into his weakness either. So I think they kept it as isolated as possible. And that's it. End of story. All right. Just don't lie to me, all right? Can, all right. can we just... Yeah, no problem, man. I'll, I'll write them a letter. I think it's kind of scummy that they lied to me. I'll write Cashman a letter. All right, you do that. All right. All right, next. Um, so the big scuttlebutt around the Yankees is uh, Ryan. Give me his name. I know. I know what his name Shohei. is. Shohei. Shohei Otani. Yes. Right. So the Yankees. Um, they made a few moves uh, before they had to lock in the forty-man uh, roster uh, last week, and a couple of them. Uh, one of them was they traded uh, Caleb Smith. And Garrett Cooper to the Florida Mar- or Miami Marlins for uh, another minor leaguer and uh, some international slot money, pool money, pool money, whatever it's called. So the Yankees have the second most money to offer an international to free the Rangers. Agent, to right? the Rangers, yeah. Rangers have three point seven five million. And the Yankees have three and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, the Rangers I think have like three point five three million. Yankees had three point five or something. It was a close margin. Rangers lost to you, Darvish too. Like that's not. I I don't see him going to the Rangers. All right, can we can before we actually get into Otani? Now you brought him up. If the can the Yankees not can the Yankees just lose you Darvish's agent's number? Why? You really want to see you Darvish in pinstripes? No, I want to see Otani in pinstripes. But I'm saying, do they have the same agent? I don't know. I'm saying I don't want you Darvish to be a Yankee. Okay. So I don't want the Yankees to even have his agent's number. Why? Because 
he dropped the ball in the World Series. <laughs> he sucks. I disagree. I don't think he sucks. No, suck. No, that's a strong word. You're right. He doesn't suck, but I, give. I'd rather have Masahiro Tanaka. Of course. I think. So Mas- I. I think. I think Mas is a much bigger money game pitcher than him. I he he did nothing but prove that this past postseason. So, and if we're gonna, if our goal is to get under the luxury tax, why are we gonna throw all this money at you, uh, Darvish? Yeah, well, here's what I read about Otani. He's not in it. I mean, he's in it for the money, obviously, all these guys are, but he's not money-driven. They don't think that having the most international pool money to give him a signing bonus isn't going to sway him. This guy this guy could have very easily waited to come to the major leagues. It doesn't matter. And what, he doesn't want to because... You know, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but you know that he's only going to make rookie minimum next year? Yeah. I know. So he's coming to America to play for $500,000. We say only $500,000. God knows the three of us would each like to be making $500,000 a year. But for a Major League Baseball player, that's it's not a lot of money. And he's coming here to for that. It's not like he, he's getting a Tanaka-type contract. He made a statement that said that he wants to prove that he can compete against the best in the world. That's what means most to him. He, he wants to prove to himself that he's as good as everyone thinks he is. And there's no better way to do that than coming to the major leagues. All right. So, and he's coming at a young age. Isn't he only 23 years old? 23. Here's my question to you. Do you think the Yankees should get wrapped up in this dog and pony show where he's going to bat twice a week and then pitch? Uh, right. I do don't you, like it. Right. Do you have any numbers on him for what he did? He's, in actually, the... he's actually a better hitter than he is pitcher. Mm. Uh, last year in 65 games hitting, he hit uh, 332. The year before in 104 games, he hit 322. Uh. He only hit eight home runs last year, but he hit 22 home runs. He was also limited last year. He was injured. Yeah, he only played 60. So is he more of a Matsui-type hitter, or is he more of an Ichiro-type hitter? Ichiro. I would put him more in the middle of the two. Yeah. If anything, I wouldn't put him as an Ichiro or a Matsui. I don't think his his power numbers are going to be too overwhelming. TV only, yeah. Really, he only had one year where he played. I don't know how many games they play in a season, but... He's only had one season where he's played over 100 games. And in that year, he did pretty well. Dude, I don't know. I think they play anywhere between 120 and 140 over there. Somewhere. Yeah. So, I personally think he's going to be more of an Ichiro-type contact hitter. Especially against Major League pitching. Is he an outfielder? Or is he just DH, strictly? Outfielder. See, this is what I don't understand. Is why the Yankees need him, then. If he... And you're saying he's a better hitter than he's a... He's coming here to pitch. But what's his, what's his pitching line? Like, he has a very... Year only, last year he only pitched... He started five games. He went 3-2 and two with a 3.2 All right. ERA. Last year doesn't really yeah, mean I, much. Well, Give me his career ERA. His career ERA is a 2.52. 2.52. Which isn't special if you're going to translate that into the major leagues. It's going to be when you have Tanaka, Severino... You know, 
I as just your don't too. see his numbers don't impress me that much to be honest with you. Well, he's coming here like you said, he's going to make rookie rookie money. They're going to see how he plays. So, but are we getting a pitcher or are we getting an outfielder? Pitcher. I think he's getting both. Because didn't he go on record saying that whatever team he signs with, they have to agree to let him uh, bat twice a week? I don't think that was a definite statement. I think it's something he really wants, and I think it's going to intrigue him to play for that team. And Cashman seems open to it. But why? Because they want him on the team. I wouldn't mind signing him as a pitcher, but I don't need the whole sideshow with him being... What if he hits three thirty? And what if he pitches to a five year rate because he's hitting three thirty? Then he's worth, worth trying. In the major leagues, you need to focus on one or the other. Exactly, I hundred. And I think Otani realizes that, and he's admitted that. So I think it's going to play into his strengths of, on the team. If he's if him DHing is distracting him and making him less of a pitcher, he's not going to DH anymore. You know what I mean? This is the major leagues. So why wouldn't he just go to a National League team where he can hit once a week during his starts? Jack, I read an article that that's a big possibility. And that could sway him towards a National League team. Yeah, but he wants to hit more than once a week. If he signs with the National League team, then that probably... But there's a lot of double switches and stuff. Hey, look, listen, here's yeah. what I thought. He's a starter? I'm assuming he's a yeah. starting pitcher. <clears throat> Here's what I thought. He could be a big uh, relief pitcher for a National League team. Think about it. He comes in in relief. You don't have to do a double switch if his spot in the lineup's coming up. Because you could just let him hit, and he could throw a few innings. Maybe he's best as a middle reliever on the National League team. Long relief. Long, That's what long I'm saying. Guy. He could pitch every other day. And when his spot in the lineup comes up, you don't need to waste the guy or do a double switch. You let the guy hit. You know, because all we keep hearing is, oh, the Yankees are a favorite to land them. The Yankees are a favorite to land them. But I just don't I don't know if I see a need for it if we're going to have to let him hit twice a week or something like that. I think that will pan itself out. You're either going to be a hitter or you're, you're going to be a pitcher. I don't think Cashman is dumb enough to put anything in writing. That states, no matter what, under any circumstance, he will hit twice a week. I don't think Cashman would do that. I think it's going to be more of a um, incentive type. If he's producing on both ends, they'll allow it. But if his numbers are at a certain range where he's being affected by focusing too much on hitting, then he's going to have to drop it and and put all his attention towards pitching because if they're going to sign him to be a pitcher that's his top priority and he has to be okay with that because if they're signing him to be an outfielder he the Yankees shouldn't even bother but look that's why they're talking to him right they're going to come to that agreement and like I said Cashman's not going to be dumb he's not going to do anything to hurt this team I like I'm saying Otani should not be taking at bats away from anybody any position player on this team I agree. And yeah, so all right. So here's an interesting thing that I read. If they signed Otani and they brought back CeCe, that the Yankees would be open to a six man rotation. They've I mean, we've flirted with this so many times. Rye, I know he's been a big 
you know, supporter of it. Could that help Tanaka? Maybe. Because if you think about it, there's a case to be made for every single guy benefiting from a six-man. Except for Sonny Gray, I believe. But they put Sonny Gray on... The article was written in the New York Daily News that Sonny has an injury history, so limiting him to maybe... I don't know, what would you take away? Six starts away from him? You know, maybe 24 starts. You might keep him healthier. Maybe. We all know about CeCe's knee. Tanaka, you know, he seems to rebound better with an extra day of rest. Absolutely. They, The pitchers are used to pitching one day a week in Japan, so it would benefit Otani. <clears throat> but here's my thing. And then you got, you're coming off guys like uh, Montgomery and Severino that's set uh, career highs and in innings Here's last, my next, thing, last right? year. These guys have been doing this for so long, and they're trained to be ready every five days. That's a big part of your preparation. To just throw an extra day in there can be a negative impact to your rotation as well. All right, let me put it to you like this, and then we'll move off of the Otani talk and get to the bums. If I told you the Yankees can only sign one of these two guys... Who would you pick, CC or Otani? That's a tough question, man. Um, Otani, unfortunately, I say Otani, just, just because based on age. Yeah, just because we're talking about, you know, this team being built for the future, for now and for the future. CC, in the long run, you know, isn't really a factor, and Otani can be. So. But we don't even have a manager. <laughs> so just to quickly touch on that, um, no new interviews were conducted since the last time we spoke. Uh, apparently, from if I'm not mistaken, the Yankees are pretty much done. They did their interviews. It's basically down to these five guys unless something pops up in the next week or so. Cause, Which I said would happen. Because like I keep hearing the Yankees want to have a manager before Christmas and probably... Something to announce during the winter meetings. Which is, again, what I said would happen. So, so handicap it right now. Gun to your head. Who's the, Out of those five guys that interviewed, who's getting the job? Eric Wedge. Hensley Mullins? Yeah. Listen, we're not going to get into this right now, but we're putting together a writing staff. We've had some people send over some articles to us, and one of our guys that we're bringing on wrote an article on Eric Wedge. And you want to know why I was excited about telling him we want him to come on board? Because after reading that article, I sat there and I said, you know what? Eric Wedge wouldn't be a bad choice. No, the, uh, to the writer's credit, that uh, I don't have his name in front of me and I apologize, but he'll... He looks like he'll be a member of the NYY Sports Talk writing staff come 2018. We haven't made that official yet, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how much money he puts in our, each of our PayPal accounts. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the, his article made me feel better about Wedge being potentially the manager. But if we're talking background, if we're talking history... I think Eric Wedge is a good choice. Something just tells me they're going to take Aaron Boone. Something know, yeah. just tells me that that's just the guy that Brian Cashman wants. 
right, we'll see. And to be honest with you, I'd rather have Chris Woodward because at least he's coached at a major league level. And that's my... Well, that's why I like Wedge. Because he has some history. He's, you know, he's had some success. Major disrespect to Aaron Boone. I don't want him to manage this team. He has no coaching experience whatsoever. <clears throat> I'd rather have Woodward, third base coach, Mullins, bench coach, Eric Wedge, former major league manager, Robbie Thompson, bench coach. I'd rather have any of those guys than Aaron Boone because they have experience on a major league coaching staff. But maybe they don't want experience. Maybe they want a guy who feels the need to get advice and to be told what he needs to do. You bring a guy with experience in and and they feel like they know how to run the show. Aaron Boone comes on and he's kind of vulnerable. And he's, you know, looking for some direction. Aaron Boone, I'm going to go on record as saying this. And you can play this back and... And I hope to God I'm wrong in 10 years that Aaron Boone's got four World Series rings on his finger to prove me wrong. But you can go back and play this. If Aaron Boone is the manager of the Yankees, it will be a colossal disaster. All right. We'll see. I disagree. I don't think it matters who the manager is. So, Well, you better hope he knows how to handle a pitching staff in October. That's all I have to say. We'll because your, your analytics are worth crap if uh, he doesn't know how to rest his bullpen or know when to pull a starter or how to play a hot hand because I don't care what analytics say. Those things have to go into making a lineup. Those things have to go into your thought process. I think if Aaron Boone becomes the manager, it's the last thing I'm going to say before Bones. I think if Aaron Boone becomes the manager, you're going to almost have a staff of multiple managers. I think Larry Rothschild becomes almost like a manager of pitching, not just the coach. I think he starts making some big calls as far as who comes out of the game at certain times. I think Rob Thompson has more of a managerial presence as well, being that he's been with this team for so long. So I think, whereas a manager normally makes the final call, I think if a guy like Aaron Boone comes in, I think it's more of a cumulative decision when it comes to things like pitchers being taken out of the game or Who's coming in in relief at that point? Um, and and I maybe told that's you, also what the Yankees are looking for. And I told you this when they announced that Rothschild was coming back, that that signaled to me the Yankees were going to put in a guy with no experience, that they were going to bring back a veteran pitch, their veteran pitching coach. That was a that was a sign to me that they would bring in a guy like Boone to be the manager. Yeah, you're probably right. So we'll see. All right, so you guys ready? You ready to get our, our yeah? Short this talk? is a little different than normal. We've come into these last couple of weeks with a list put together and stats, but like we said, there's only been two guys manning this position since Tory, who really haven't missed significant time at shortstop. So this list may not be guys who were primarily shortstops for the Yankees, but they filled significant time. When Jeter was out, or when Didi's been hurt, and when we mean significant time, we're we're not talking. We're talking maybe like twenty games because you think about it, Jeter was playing one hundred and forty, one hundred and fifty games a year. So these are guys. These were, I guess you could say, his primary backups. Right. So, who's number one? I don't know. You want to stop watching the Eagles game? I'm not on 
upstairs. <laughs> Ryan's Ryan's cuddling with Ted over there, I by the way. I'm following their appearances where they how many games they play. Start with uh, Wilson Delgado. Wilson Delgado, man. Who the hell is Wilson Delgado? I don't know. What year did he play for the Yankees? He played in 2000. He played 11 games at shortstop that year. Yeah, so, and what did Jeter... He actually played more at second. He played 14 at second. So, he was a utility guy. I throw him off the list. Leave I don't it. even have to go into his stats. No. Next. Forget it. I'm just going to X out his tab. Yep, there. X him out. He's gone. How about, uh... Eric Almonte. Yes, Eric I Almonte, de- yes. I definitely want to discuss Eric Almonte. I remember hating him. I remember... I don't know why. I thought that maybe the Yankees had some high hopes for him. I think they did. I think they did. And and I remember him coming up, and I, all I could think about was the kid Danny Almonte, who was like 30, pitching in the uh, Little League World Series. What year For was that, that New York team. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. What year was that? That was like two thousand. Was that so. Todd Frazier's year? No, it was. It was a few the years after that. Father. <laughs> Speaking of him, what do you think about him possibly joining the Red Sox? Really, that's talks right now. Because remember, I know Cashman like dismissed it. Well, if you remember, the Red Sox wanted Frazier, and the Yankees kind of snuck in there and grabbed him in the in the Kane Lee Robertson deal. I don't know where they'll have room for him. Devers seems like a pretty solid guy out there. Or he might go to the Mets. He likes playing in this area. That could happen. I Ryan said that from the beginning. No, we both. I think we both said that. I, could, I think. I think I said it too, and you said the Yankees will never do it. Oh, maybe I was talking about Castro. I don't know. It wasn't that bad. All right, let me let, let's hear it. Hundred at bats, even two sixty batting average. 11 RBI, one home run, 26 hits altogether. And that was the only time he really played shortstop? He, played, he, he only played in eight games in 2001 for the Yankees. And he, he only had four at-bats. And in all 31 games, he played shortstop in 2003. Was he the primary guy when Jeter got hurt? He had to have been. Because 2003 is when that scumbag catcher from Toronto... Blocked the plate with a shin guard, and Jeter busted up his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, because Jeter played in 119 games in 2003. Yeah, so then that's what 150, 149 altogether. Yeah. So, you know, going through this list, I'm surprised at how many times uh, Alfonso Soriano played shortstop. Really? Yeah, he played shortstop probably a good 20 times early. Too bad he wasn't a bum. In uh, 01, <laughs> 02, and maybe 03. Yeah, because then he got traded for A-Rod. Right. I'll leave Almonte here for now. Who's next? Um, Wilson Bedemi. Yes, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna put him on there. Although his greatest contribution to the Yankees was getting traded for Nick Swisher. Yeah. He played Alfonso Soriano played nine games at shortstop in two thousand. Yeah, but he also played in a few other years. Nineteen ninety nine, he played one game at shortstop for the Yankees, and that was it. That was it? I could have sworn I saw maybe in 2001. He... In 2000, he played 10 games at third base. That could be something. Weird. I remember that. Do you? I remember that. I don't ever remember him playing anywhere else. I remember him at third. Uh, Alright, so who's next after Almonte? Wilson Bedemy. Oh, yeah. Let's go into his numbers. He was just a strikeout machine. 
I just remember right, that. I'll give you his numbers for uh, 2008. Okay. He played in 87 games in 2008. Almost 200 uh, at-bats. He had uh, 265 batting average, 25 RBIs, 6 home runs, 13 doubles, 50 hits. All what was his batting average? It was 265. 265. When did he come here? He came to the Yankees in 2007. Let me ask you something. In 2008, how many at-bats did he have? 200? 189 at-bats. How many strikeouts? Total plate appearance, 198. Total strikeouts. Uh, he had 56 strikeouts. Today. 56 strikeouts in 2008. Right. Next. Uh, it doesn't sound really terrible. I think that's a terrible. It's not terrible. Uh, but I just off. remember hating him. I Me too. And that he struck out a lot. Maybe he struck. Maybe when he struck out, it was in big spots. Actually, though, in two thousand, when he played in two thousand seven, thirty-seven games, he struck out thirty-three times. There so, you go. You know, I'll leave him on. Get two twenty-six that year. All right, next one. Yeah. Cody Ransom. Yeah. There we go. We're Again, gonna, more of a third seasons. baseman, I feel like. Yeah, because if I'm not side. mistaken, Cody Ransom uh, filled in for A Rod when A Rod had his hip surgery <coughs> in 2009. But he, uh, but he again, played. Yeah, he in 2009 he played 23 games at third, but even in 2008 uh, he played 19 games at first base and only nine games at shortstop. You want to? You want to? You want to skip him? Yeah, skip him. Because he he would have been he would have been a third. third he's going to be a third base bum. Yeah, third base. He played the majority. That was uh, he played the most. See, if it game. seems like we're reaching for straws here, it's because we are. We are because like you, you we keep saying like Derek Jeter. We're doing the Tory Girardi era. We had one shortstop throughout ninety-seven percent of that time, and then the guy that filled in has been a borderline all-star player. So. There's no like been a. All right, who played in the year? It was 2013. Jeter missed pretty much the entire season, right? Yeah. Who filled in for him then? Was it Miguel Cairo? No. Or was it Brendan Ryan? Yes, I feel like it's Brendan Ryan. But I thought Brendan Ryan came here later on and filled for Didi. Uh, what year was that? Two thousand. You know, 2013. You know what? Yeah, and then 14 too, right? Because because. No, he retired in 2014. No, he was he was there all 14. He retired in 2014. That was his final season. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, saying he was... 2014, Brandon Ryan played 25 games at shortstop, but in 2013, he played 17 games at shortstop. So who was the primary shortstop? Miguel Cairo. No. No? So, come on. Really? Miguel Cairo? I think so. No, absolutely not. Well, I think whoever it was is going to be... We might not even have voting this week. We might just have to deem a bum. No, we'll still we, we can still narrow it down to three and let the fans vote. Was it Eduardo Nunez? Was it Nunez? Oh yeah, it was. It was Nunez. Jason Nixon. Yeah, Jason Nix. I put J- oh. oh yeah. Let's talk about Jason Nix. I'll I'm tell gonna... you what, Eduardo Nunez was could be Nunez up for a bum. He was a bum for us. Put aside what he's doing now. He was a bum for the Yankees. I don't know if he was that bad, though, was he? I don't yeah. think he was that bad overall. Pull up Nooney. Okay. Pull up Nooney. Because remember, maybe we should put Nunez on <coughs> here. Because remember, they were talking that this was a guy that was going to replace Jeter. Yeah. And, and then they got... they. Yeah, he played in 2013. Eduardo Nunez played 75 games. There you go. Stop. 
It's between him and Knicks. So I'll just look at his 2013 stats then. Yeah, let's just keep it to 2013. Maybe this is the way to go. I think I have my list of three. All right. He had 336 plate appearances that year. Uh, 336 plate appearances. He had 79 hits. He had a 260 batting average. 28 RBIs. Three home runs. 17 doubles. How many strikeouts? Strikeouts. 51 strikeouts oh. in 90 games. He didn't. He was a contact. He was up there swinging a lot. So what was his on base percentage? 307. Hmm. Great. No, it's not. In 2012, he had a 330 on base percentage, but he wasn't playing shortstop that year, really. Still not good. Play defenses. Give me Jason Nix. Okay. There was a Jason or Lance. Jason played for the Yankees. Jason Nix. Lance Nix? His brother? Yeah. You don't know Lance Nix? I'm sure I do. He played for Texas. I know that. Didn't Jason Nix, too? Jason Nix played for the Red Sox. Stick to 2013 with this. Yeah, yeah. Let's stick with that. 87 games. He hit two. He hit 236. His uh, on-base percentage was 308. 24 walks, 80 strikeouts. There you go. That's a lot. There's our bum. 267 at bats. 267 at bats. Three home runs, 24 RBIs. All, All right, right, so, so Jason 230 Nicks. batting average. Yeah, 236. 236 batting average, Jason Nix. With oh how many God. strikeouts? Look at Andy Dalton. He was hit by five pitches that, that year. That's good enough. <laughs> Jason Nix is my top candidate right now. Yeah, right now I would say so. Who else Who else do we have there? Who, uh, what was, well, who was, um, Jesus, I'll get this out eventually. Who played behind Didi in 2015? Brendan Ryan. Was it Brendan Ryan? Get me Brendan Ryan's numbers, please. For 15. He played six games at shortstop in 2015. That's Brendan it? Ryan. He what was about playing to... second more, I feel like. What about 2014? For, Bre- for Brendan Ryan? Yes, sir. 25 games in 2014 at shortstop. So we can leave him at shortstop. What were his numbers? Give me Brandon Ryan's... Numbers as a Yankee in all his years. Remember when we traded for Didi and the prevailing thought was that he was going to platoon with Brendan Ryan? Yes. <sighs> Career with the Yankees, he hit, he hit 201 batting average. There you go. 17 strikeouts. Because what we have to do here, games. we have to take three guys who I think it's going to be Nunez, Knicks, and Brandon Ryan. And say they they filled in significant time at short, so now we have to take their cumulative Yankee stats now. So Brandon Ryan batted two hundred one for the Yankees. Yeah, Jason Nix hit two thirty nine for the Yankees. Okay, and what was uh, Nunez? Nunez probably like two fifty. Two sixty seven for the Yankees. Wow. Four well, years. well, you know what? Four you know what? I know there's a name on there that I want you to give me stats for, and it's Alberto Gonzalez because I hate Alberto Gonzalez. I don't even remember him. I remember him. He was another one that we thought might have been pretty good. And then they remember, I, if I'm not mistaken, they traded 
I'm gonna I'm gonna bust this name out for you, Jonathan Albadejo. Oh, <laughs> they traded Alberto Gonzalez for him. For three years with the Yankees, this guy ooh he hit one sixty oh. and a hundred at bats. It's still it's enough for six, what six RBIs. Oh man, fifteen strikeouts. One sixty batting average for Alberto what Gonzalez. What position was he playing? What year was this? 2013. Uh, two, oh no! Wow, he came. He went back to the Yankees in 2013. It was 2007 to 2008. If then he came back in 2013, I know we had higher expectations for Nunez, and that's why he felt like more of a bum. Plus, he yeah. he had a lot of trouble defensively. I don't think he was a bum. He definitely didn't live up to what yeah. we expected him to. But I think Nunez was more of a liability in the field. Yeah, that's a good that's that's a good point. He was definitely. I'll pull up his fielding stats. Just give me all the, I need is fielding percentage. The crazy thing about Nunez, though, is that the Yankees thought he was the the next guy in line after Jeter, and then they gave him up for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's... He went... Th- well, we got we got Aaron Hicks. No. We didn't? They traded John Ryan Murphy for Aaron Hicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had really... Tell me his career Yankee fielding percentage. Like, one year he had a 6-6-7 field percentage with the Yankees. <laughs> That's impossible. He probably no, didn't have... What do you have? Three fielding chances? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Six sixty-seven. What's his? Can you give me his cumulative or? Maybe I'm not being. I'm yeah, wait. No, that was only one game. You're right. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say if you played any type of yeah, significant time. Right. And uh, you had a six-six-seven fielding percentage, they would never let you on the field again. No, if, if the cumulative is for the like position itself. No, no, no. I'm just talking about as a Yankee. Yeah, I know. I don't think. Does it? Do you have it for each year as a Yankee that you can give me? Yeah. I'll just average it out. What was his first year? Which the way you're doing oh, it's not the see, right it's way to do it. I know. Because you have to do so many different positions every year, so there's so many. Different, uh, like, uh, all right, in 2011, he played 50 games. His field percentage was 913 at shortstop. This is just shortstop, I'm saying. 913 is horrendous. He played 50 games at short in his fielding. 50 games at shortstop in 2011, and his fielding percentage was 913 at shortstop. That's atrocious. It was 919 at third base. That's got to be the the lowest in the league. Perfect at second base, but not at shortstop. And what did you want to put Chuck Knobloch on the second base list for 967? Because that was second list. 2011, 2011, they didn't even play him. Oh, yeah. Wait, no. No, that was that same year. That got us so many. Uh, 2012, he played 16 games at shortstop. 931. Wow. Percentage. So he was an awful shortstop for us. Wait, 2013, he played 75 games at shortstop. 953. Oh my god. Bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Wow. He made, he made uh, 12 errors that year. 
So Nunez could be another defensive candidate here. I don't think, I don't know. That didn't really go over well the last time. Well. Defensively, though, you at shortstop, the most important position in the infield. Yeah, pos- yeah fielding-wise, yeah, I mean, you have to be a solid guy, and he wasn't. That is the one That's why they got rid of him. For so long, excuse, you didn't have to be a good hitter. As yeah. Long as you were a good, what was the guy's name on the... Toronto, McDonald or something. John McDonald. Was it John McDonald? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not a good hitter. But no, he but he was at phenomenal short at short. You're right. I'm putting Nunez on this list because that is atrocious. And remember, you just said he was supposed to fill Jeter's shoes. And with a 267 batting average, you would have allowed him to fill his shoes if he was a solid shortstop. And you know what? The Yankees got rid of him based off of how atrocious and how much of a liability he was at shortstop. And when we're talking shortstop, you're talking defensive over anything else. So, do you have he, any other names that you want to... Uh... Just to stick with Nunez, too. Like, he's still not fielding well, but his, his batting average is climbing. Right. Yeah, well, he's become a 300 hitter now, but so it doesn't matter as much. nines, low nines every... That's terrible. Are there any other names we should discuss, or are we basically? Um, you did Brandon Ryan, you did Jason Nix, Reed Brignac, but I don't think he was. He played like. Yeah, let's see what Reed Brignac had. Yeah, because he was a bum. I just don't think. For uh, he played, uh, he played seventeen games at uh, shortstop for uh, the Yankees in two thousand thirteen. Uh, I gotta go to his he was awful. For the Yankees, ooh, man, he hit 114. <laughs> and he, he only had 44 at-bats. Yeah, you can't. 45 total play appearances. I think we so found other one-off. guys with a, a more significant time that we don't have to Seven, uh, kick, the, kick the bones of Reed Brignac over here. It's going to be Brandon Ryan, Jason Nix, and Eduardo Nunez. And you know what? For the first time since we've been doing this, it's going to be a toss-up, I think. So you knew Stephen Drew was going to win significantly for the second base. We're throwing Alberto Gonzalez away. Yeah, I think so. I think those numbers at short for Nunez are so overwhelmingly bad because you wanted him as your future shortstop. Right, give me his home runs and his yeah, RB. Like Alberto Gonzalez, he didn't really play that many games. At give me, uh, give me, uh, uh, what's it? Who are we talking about? Nunez. Nunez. Give me, give me Nunez. Uh, Homers and RBIs as a Yankee, please. Okay. You know what I mean, though? With the Yankees, Defensively. You know what I mean, though? He hit 10 home runs for the Yankees. In- hate you. Wait, oh, that's got to be wrong. No? no, 10 home runs in four years, 76 RBIs. That's no, terrible. Wait, that's, that's wrong. No, yeah, 76 RBIs. What do we pay him for? <laughs> it's how to read this stuff. Do you need glasses? Yeah, no, that's right. That's terrible. He had 10 home runs in four years. Yeah, for the Yankees, I'll just go from 2010 to 2013. One, five, one, three. All right, so he's got to go. I mean, he's got to be on the list. Yeah, because I'm going to use that as a stat, too. He had he hit for no power. And what, 76 runs batted in in four years? That's yeah. less than 20 a season. So, no, he's definitely got to go. I mean, he's got to yeah, Most ten home. The guys he had in one season for the Yankees was thirty. 
Five he's got to be on the list then. With a 313 on base percentage. Bases that year. And who were the other two uh, jabronis that were putting on there? Brandon Ryan and Jason Nix. Yeah, because Wilson Benamy was cleared, right? He was, he was not bad. Yeah. 265. See, it's kind of the fun thing, though, about doing this is that guys that have a sour taste in your mouth about, and then you look at their numbers, and they're not that bad. 752 at bats as a Yankee, only seventy six RBIs. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So that average is it, like the ten home runs is extremely low because even a non power guy should have seven to ten home runs every year. Now you give him a little bit of a break because he wasn't getting, you know, significant time consistently, but. 76 RBIs is atrocious. He hit eight home runs for the Red Sox this year. He didn't. He wasn't even there the full season. Wow. All right. So it's it's got to go. be it's got to be Nunez. Nunez. Uh, Nunez. Who do we say? Brandon Ryan. Brandon and Ryan Jason Nix. and Jason Nix. That's right. how much like bums that they list. are. Yeah, it's a good that's a good list. I think. Uh, Did we talk about Ramiro Pena at all? Do, he wasn't qualified, right? Yeah, Pena didn't play enough at short. I think he did though. I'm gonna look up the short. Let's just get Pena's numbers and then we'll right. we'll, we'll put a stamp on it. Wow, no, you, we gotta go to Ramiro Pena because in 2009 he played 34 games at shortstop. In 2010 he played 23 games at shortstop. So. All right. He was um, Jeter's main backup for a couple years. We'll do his fielding percentage. Uh, in 2009 he had a 9.53. Shut the- at shortstop. Wow. In 2010, he had a 979. That's better. Yeah, but see, maybe these guys' numbers are skewed a little bit because they've had such few chances as backups. So right, but he but he played a lot of a lot of games there. That those two years. He had 313 at bats as a Yankee. Who? Pena. Ooh. His total, I'll just give you his total oh. numbers. Yeah, oh man. Oh. 233 batting average lifetime for the Yankees. That was in four oh. years. That's uh, 313 at bats, 338. What do you have, two home career. runs? What are you going with? How many home runs? Two. Oh, yeah, two he did. Runs. How many RBIs? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 17 total runs batted in. Nah, he had 32. That's on pace for. I remember. That's on pace for Nunez, though, too. I remember. One of the home runs he hit, and Susan like cried on the field with him. <laughs> on base percentage, New- Ramiro. Yeah. Do you want to share some garlic yeah, no, fries? Listen, two sixty six on base percentage. He was a bum at short. All right, so who's getting the boot? I think Brandon Ryan should get the boot. No, I think when it's I, next, should get the boot. I, yeah, I think Jason Nix. Jason Jason. Who the, the hell cares? They both are. I Bums. think Jason Nix should get the boot over Brandon Ryan. Remember Brandon Ryan? Yeah, he sucked. Oh. I want Brandon Ryan. Brandon Ryan was good for that trade, though. What was that trade, Christian? What? Was it the Adam Ward? Was it Starlin Castro? No, he wasn't. Yes, he was Brandon in that Ryan. trade. Yeah, he, he was. He traded Brandon Ryan for Starlin Castro. He was in the trade, and the Cubs DFA'd him like right off the bat. He didn't even step foot in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so Brandon Ryan and Brandon Ryan should be on the list just because some genius thought that he could no, play. He did. Play, he played. He played some games. Did he? He's. Think of Tyler Clifford. 
He got DFA'd like right away this year. When he <laughs> that was the White Sox. Sox. I'm sorry. World Series. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He blew like four straight. Oh, did he? He went to Sh- <laughs> he went to the White Sox and he just like blew like three or four games right. Told in you the it was row. all intentional, man. He was trying to plot his way to Houston. All right, so Brent, like I was trying to say, Brendan Ryan should be on the list just because somebody thought he was. A, it was a good idea to platoon him with Didi in 2015. I mean, he had 201 in three years, and right. that went right out the friggin' window. Because what did he play? Six games in 2015. All right, Brandon Ryan. Ramiro Pena, Eduardo Nunez. Who's your pick? Who will the followers vote on? Well, I think Ryan, uh, Eduardo Nunez, and Ramiro Pena. Yeah, say each of us say who they think will be voted the biggest bum and who their biggest bum would be. I think the fans will vote for Nunez. Really? Yeah, I think they'll vote for Nunez. Yeah, see, I agree. I I do think fans are gonna vote for Eduardo Nunez, but I would vote for Brendan Ryan. <laughs> I'm voting for Brendan Ryan. I he think twenty five games at shortstop in two thousand. I think games. Brandon Ryan is going to win the poll because I think he left the the worst taste in fans' mouths. Um. But I personally would vote Eduardo Nunez just because of what was on his shoulders, what was expected out Do of him. Do you have Brendan Ryan's fielding percentage? Yeah, because because he was brought here to be a defensive wizard. At shortstop in uh, when he played uh, when he played twenty five games at shortstop in two thousand fourteen, his fielding percentage was nine five four. Yeah, see, he was brought here for defense, and he didn't With a play 954 defense. Nine fifty four fielding percentage. And in seventeen games the year prior, two thousand thirteen for the Yankees, he had a, a nine eight seven. But that, I mean, that's eight less. They, the Yankees traded for him from Seattle, and then they gave him a two year deal, and he just he didn't earn any of that. Nine fifteen nine six three at shortstop. He didn't earn any of that. No, you. He made a couple of really bad errors. Yeah. So all right. There you go. I think fans will take pity on Ramiro Pena, but yeah. he, he. I think Nunez is going to win though because he's more, more he's, most relevant. He's a Red Sox now, and uh, he his name is the sexiest out of the three of them. So that's why I also think he'll win. I'm giving it to Brandon Ryan. I'm going to vote for Nunez. No, I'm get, I'm just the opposite. Same. I think Nunez is going to win, but I'm voting for Brandon Ryan. Okay. There you go. There you have it. Ramiro Pena though. He's a, bum. <laughs> He's a bum. But like I said, I think fans will just take pity on him. Yeah. Home runs. Right, Ted? <laughs> Ryan's playing with a Ted doll. No, that's absolutely, that's mine. It's, this is my pet. No, that's not your pet. You pet. can't. He talks, by the way. Ted I know. Talks. Don't talks. hit it. Hit it. Nope. And his paw. Yeah. He's right. broke. If, if you broke that, I'll kill you. I paid $80 for that. Let's wrap this up. All right. What do you want to do? Wrap it up. You want to get some turkey sandwiches? Yeah. Little, little turkey a la king? Hope everyone had a yeah, nice Thanksgiving. All right. So uh, let's do let's do this real quick. I did. Let's do this real quick. Two things. We were going to do a little... Uh, we were going to do some uh, paperwork type... 
What are you doing? Not, nah, I, I just turned the game on for the first time. Oh, anyway, I'm ignoring. Sometimes I don't even know that you're here. It's like a mirage. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, we were gonna meet Wednesday because we had some uh, paperwork to fill out for some potential things that might be happening in the future. But then Chris is like, oh, well, you know, like, uh, I can't come, guys, because, like... Chris, uh, sorry, I have a life with responsibilities. Yeah, right, that's what you call sorry, it. Sorry, it's something that you can't relate to. I can't relate to it, you're right, because I don't know what being a loser is, so... Yeah. I know where you were. If you're going to try to be like, oh, I had to go home to my kids, it's not true. You no, I had to there. do things in, in preparation for Thanksgiving, and I thought I was going to have more time on my hands. Anyway, because anybody lets you near a turkey... We, I had the idea to do a quick little uh, Thanksgiving pod, but you know we didn't have time to do it. So let's do real quickly right now in your history of a fan as for of the New York Yankees. What are the two things you're most thankful for? Is that even a question, Derek Jeter? Does it have to be specific moments? Or just in general? Whatever. Whatever comes to your mind. This is your... What I'm thankful for as a Yankee fan. I'll say this. I'll say this. I am most thankful for being able to watch Jeter from the day he came up until the day he retired to watch what the fans did for him, what the Yankees did for him on his final game at the stadium. And to just be able to reflect on his entire career and to be able to tell my kids, grandkids one day that I got to watch Derek Jeter, just like my grandfather and, and you know, whoever were able to tell me that they watch guys like Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio and, and guys like that. So that's what I'm most thankful for. And the second thing I'm most thankful for is that weekend series against the Tampa Bay Rays last year when the Yankees finally threw in the towel, waved the white flag, and decided to finally rebuild this team, bringing us guys like Aaron Judge up into the big leagues and, you know, all that. So in my later years as an adult now, I can experience hopefully a dynasty-type feel like I did in the 90s again. Alright, Ryan, you want to uh, you want to chime in on this? I'm thankful for the 2009 World Series because I was the one I was like I was I paid the most attention to. I was the oldest for that one, and I was also thankful for this person who was on that team that year. He went five and zero out of the bullpen. <laughs> Brian Bruni, <laughs> the Brew Dog. Ryan Brian, Ryan has a relationship with Brian Bruni, so he thinks. So he's like obsessed with Brian Bruni. Our boys. I talked to him on the phone. He's a cool guy. I talked to him in person. Remember when he was going to give us tickets and then completely ignored us? No, he wasn't. Was he he really? He was an extra. Yeah, he was. Really? Yeah. He's a bum. Might might throw him on the reliever bum list. No way, man. The brood. He's actually pretty good for the Yankees. I'm looking at stats. The brood dog. All right. Five and zero, three and zero. He's got his. He's got his stats up this kid. (laughs) He couldn't. He couldn't find he it. Eduardo Nunez's fielding three percentage. Three years, eleven what, and two. And what was the ERA? Eight point seven three. Uh, no. In 
In 2008, he had a 1.83 ERA. In 2009, he had a 3.92 ERA. I'm not going to say where he did that. Either. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> it escalated I mean, I every year. in 2007, but a 0.87 in 2006. That's good. It kept going up. He kept progressing each year. Brian Bruni is... You guys don't really know. <laughs> All right, so what I'm most thankful for is my grandmother having the urge to want to make babies with Mickey Mantle uh, because my grandfather was not home a lot. Um, My grandfather was not home a lot. He was a truck driver, so my grandmother was home a lot with my father and his siblings, so my grandmother started watching baseball and, you know, had a thing for the Mick. Like a lot of uh, women did back in the day. So my grandmother became a Yankee fan because she was, she had a thing for the Mick. And my dad became a Yankee fan because uh, my grandmother always watched the Yankees. So had my grandmother not taken an infatuation to the Mick, who knows? Who knows if the Hesenius clan would have been Yankee fans. So thank you to the Mick for having those, uh, those boyish good looks. That's what I'm thankful for. And also, <laughs> as uh, as Chris said, it was being able to watch the entire career of Derek Sanderson Jeter. There you go. There you have it. So do you want to announce the winner? Yes, I just actually ran it through the system. So like, let me preface this here. Last week we decided for a three thousand follower we we're gonna do a giveaway. We've we from Sports Crate I had a pair of frosted novelty glasses. Pretty cool little thing before the holiday, right? Um nobody claimed them. We had a winner, they didn't claim them. We're we wanna we're giving you guys stuff, but we want you to earn it a little bit. If we tell you gotta listen to the podcast, you gotta listen to the podcast. So no, the winner didn't claim it. So they went back up for auction today, and we threw in a little extra today. A little uh, what? Do, what do we got over there? Also from Sports Crate, we got a little uh, bottle opener action, a home plate bottle opener. So you got I tweeted the pick of that too. So we have a winner. It is Mike M at Mike M twenty one eighty. Congratulations, you have won both. All you have to do is listen to the pod and direct a message us when you hear it, and we'll get your info and send everything out. Yes. Also, everyone waiting on pending uh, giveaways. We had a little uh, delay with our manufacturer. Everything should be out by the end of this week. Just so you know. Yeah. So if you were promised a T-shirt and a giveaway, it is coming. Just like Christmas is coming. Yes. All right. Let's wrap it up. I hate when you say that. Because if I don't say it, you just mumble on. I don't mumble on. You babble. I'm a... I'm a radio star, dog. <laughs> right. Thanks for joining us this week, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. He lives in his own little world over there. As long as the Eagles oh, are winning, Brad he's happy. Because you babble. No. You like that line? No, I don't like it. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of it. That's a rap line. Ryan's life consists of whiskey and Vicodin. Hmm. <laughs> That is so false, just so everyone knows. <laughs> much more true. All right, so um, we hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. Um, third base is next week. That should be fun. I already know the winner, Alex Rodriguez. Bum. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and and say at least I'll set it at seven. 
the over-under seven. Seven different people tweet us and ask us why Alex Rodriguez is not on the list. Okay. You take the over or the under? Under. You're going to take the under? Under. I think people like A-Rod again. I'm going to take the push. I think yeah. I think people like A-Rod again. All right. All right. So, uh, as per the usual, you know, check us out. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio. If you can listen to a podcast... You can listen to NYY Sports Talk on that platform. Just search NYY Sports Talk. You know, rate, comment, and uh, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell your friends or don't. I don't really care. Chris does. He's the one always begging for your attention. I have people that like me in my real life, so. Yeah. (laughs) Not including me. I know. Every podcast, you manage to slip in how much you hate me. (sighs) It's the holidays, bro. The holiday season. <laughs> Shaka bra, man. Want to catch like a wave, dude? I'll be nice to you next week. Yeah, I, I won't hold my I won't hold my breath on that one. Is there anything you want to cover? Or do we no, cover everything? I want to go home. Uh, he wants he wants to go home, right? I think I'm gonna bet. You can't say that. You can't. Betting is illegal. <laughs> I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> anyway, thanks thanks again for listening. Follow us. On Twitter, each at our own personal accounts, at Christian underscore NYYST, at Chris Jr. underscore NYYST. Uh, what are you again? At StackIRye underscore NYYST. And follow. We really would like the fans to follow us each personally because I think to get more of a personal touch, we should we might start tweeting more from our personal account. So, you know, get us there. Get more NYY Sports Talk action going on and be sure to follow the main account at nyy sports talk thanks again for listening ryan oh my it just it just it makes my whole week when you join us man it makes my whole week just sitting here with you guys i don't get to see you enough christian and you know chris is my brother my brother he's my brother from the same mother the brother from the (laughs) same mother all right thanks again everybody See, that's the new outro now, too. Oh, my God. Chris, say goodbye. Peace!